Yeah. How's it going? Good. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined again by GR Dad. Yes, hello. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. I'm, I'm having fun with this microphone. Today, we're podcasting from the couch for the first time, so we're like free-holding our mics. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's because someday my butt won't hurt, but today is not that day. I feel like getting up and walking around. Please do, don't do, do that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jerry Springer. Or oh, they had wireless mics though. Phil Donahue, Phil Donahue, I think had a plug. Vink, whose socks are those? Oh my goodness! Could we? Maybe we should stop torturing Voodoo. Oh my God, he's just laying by himself in the kitchen. <laughs> I think we have a secret husky. God, he makes a lot of noise for no good reason. He's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I know he just wants I've learned while you were away that when he makes noises like this a lot of the time he just wants guac to play with him so we've always treated it like oh we need to pay attention to voodoo maybe he needs to go out maybe he's hungry no he just wants guac to chomp on his face yeah but he goes to the furthest corner of the house and sits and lies down with his face towards the wall like he's facing the cabinets. He's not. He is. He's not inviting anything from from Guac. He's just. He's like in the furthest place <laughs> he can be, yelling at the wall, yelling at the cabinets. He is. Foods. That's useless. Okay. But uh, entertaining. The cocktail of the week is called the Tick of the Clock. Better than the Tick of the Boots. No, Remy. No, do not. No. <laughs> Remy's trying to get up on the ottoman where all the podcast equipment and wires are. Remy, He's like, in his defense, he can't see. Yeah, he doesn't know that they're up there. He's like, oh, I I get on the ottoman sometimes. Ultimately, he doesn't care. The chaos level is high tonight in the household. I don't know what to do about foods. Just leave him alone. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. Just leave everybody alone. Remy, you're doing good things with Remy. Remy, you're doing a good job. Okay, so the tick of the clock is tequila, lime juice, sounding like a margarita so far, Ginger syrup, so maybe like a mule with tequila, and a quarter ounce of Angostura bitters. Usually you do like a couple dashes of bitters, but this Ooh. is like a good amount of Angostura bitters. So it gets this great red color. So it's kind of a cross between a margarita and a mule. Angostura is red? Angostura, it's kind of yeah, brownish red. I thought it was brown. I mean, in the usual non, you just give a couple dashes, it doesn't color much. Oh, it's usually with bourbon, too. I've had it with, you know, I haven't seen Angostura. Yeah, no, it's kind of reddish. I, I put it just by itself in, like, club soda sometimes, like five or six dashes of Angostura bitters. It's yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. Like, just seltzer and Angostura bitters. It's because you're smart. I am smart. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that's the tick of the clock. That's the cocktail of the week. I like it. Okay. So, Tasty. we got a lot to talk about. Jared Dad just got back last night or yesterday afternoon from like 10 days away yeah i was gone in the squad i was on a different time zone you're a different country i'm gonna have to tell roots just be quiet it's, he's gonna be okay your agitation is drawing all the other dogs to you there he's got guac and brody and remy all with their heads in his lap right now they love me <laughs> they're trying to get away from voodoo do you, do you want to go deal with him maybe okay i'll pause the podcast hang it looming over us getting ready to jump on the guagle yeah, man i'm not sure i made it better i just shifted the position of <laughs> the problem <laughs> uh, so anyway 
tell us about your trip to Canada, in in particular, the two golden retrievers and other dogs that you are going to steal and bring home. Yeah. So I went to Vancouver. My daughter's there in school at UBC. Oh, my God. You can't get up there. And, uh, <laughs> and I was taking advantage of the fact that Canadians now allow vaccinated Americans in, although Americans are not reciprocating with Canadians. Yeah. Uh, so I could go over there without a 14-day quarantine, which makes it more efficient. Like I could stay for seven days. Um, and I noticed in Vancouver, which is pretty urban. I mean, it's very a lot of bikes, a lot of buses. <laughs> it's a big city. But a lot of bikes, a lot of buses. Not you know they're really <coughs> aggressively trying to not have just cars. Um, there were a lot of dogs like tied up outside the cafes or outside the restaurants or outside the stores. And they, some of the places even have like little tie-up places that are, you know, like dog Like hitches, like a horse hitch Kind of like dogs? a horse hitch for dogs, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, at first I was like, oh, loosely attendant dogs. <laughs> I should take these. And, you know, it was just like, why would someone leave their dogs out there? That's mean. And what if they feel bad? And the dogs all seemed perfectly content, by the way. And I did not steal any because you can't get them on the flight. Um, Wait, you drove. No, I flew from Seattle. Oh, that's true. I would have gotten them all the way to Seattle and then hit a Come wall. Come on, you would have driven them back from Seattle. Hit a wall. <laughs> Sneak him across the border, put him under a blanket. Don't move, don't move. <laughs> don't touch it. It's a fuzz. Um, but then I realized, of course, everyone in Vancouver is like on a bike or in a, in a bus or taking a freaking Evo or something, and so they can't just leave their dogs in the car when they go shopping yeah. or... or duck in to get a croissant or whatever they get in vancouver yeah uh and so now i understand a little bit better i was at a bar where i was watching a dog <laughs> that was there with some patrons i'm gonna let him out okay hang on i'll pause the podcast okay, hold on oh, yeah okay go ahead i was at the outdoor patio of a bar and was watching a some kind of doodle i think it might have been a golden doodle might have been a lab doodle yeah i'm sorry jared you gotta have the Top of the mic pointed at your mouth. Okay, the doodle. That's good. Yeah. It was a doodle. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, I forgot to. It was a doodle. It had a harness and a leash, and you know, two people there with the doodle who were, you know, at the end of a table who were animatedly talking, and the doodle was there, and I was watching the dog. I think it was a she. Uh, like eat all the branches that were around <laughs> and all the leaves out of the gutter. And like the, it was very loosely supervised, this dog, <laughs> but li tied up, right? Like leashed up. So yeah. um, at some point, I think as we were getting our check or something, and there was distraction. And I noticed that the doodle was out of her harness and just kind of wandering away. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> like all the people I was sitting with, like uh, in my seating area, were looking over kind of laughing. And I was like, no, somebody has to save the doodle because the two people who were with the dog didn't notice. Like, she still had the leash wrapped around her leg, right? It was mm -hmm. just wasn't connected to the dog anymore. <laughs> and the dog was just wandering down the street. And I was like, oh, no. So I jumped up and I ran and I got the dog who had wandered over to the door of a pet store that was three doors down. It was like Looking for some snackums. Sniffing at the pet store door. Yeah. So yeah. the dog was not actually in danger, but the 
owner was kind of surprised and embarrassed that she hadn't noticed that uh, <laughs> her dog had just wandered off. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then she was very nice uh, to the dog. Then after I saw her like have a hand on the dog the rest of the night. That's good. Yeah, so That's I felt good. pretty good about like saving the dog. You saved that dog. Good job. Yeah. Other people were just watching. I did like you're I a man of action, Ingo. Mentality of just like watching someone's dog wander away. This is like. You can't drive on the highway or on a road and see a dog wandering. You, I cannot, like, no. You will jam the brakes and you will do something about it. I you sure know? do. That's just something you have to. It's, it's like, it's a little fraught because you might do it wrong or you might be embarrassed or, you know, there might be like an owner 10 feet behind the dog or something. But, you know, I think you have to do this. This is like, Mentally, you have to be prepared to take action in those situations. I approve. Anyway, so Vancouver was lovely. It was in the like 60s there. Sometimes down into the 50s, which oh is absurd God. for the whole East Coast, which is in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's too cold. Um, well, I mean, I thought it was kind of nice. <laughs> I went running out there you and I felt, I felt twice as fast and, you know, half my age because it was, you know, in the 50s instead of in the 90s. Yeah, well, I bet. Yeah, it was like downhill the whole way. Well, so it was nice. And now I'm back. I'm glad you're back. And I miss the dogs. Taking care of six dogs by myself is a heck of a lot of work. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I mean, six is a lot for one person. It's okay to do two people, but, you know, you really can't have one person just sitting on the couch watching TV. No. Nope. you got to have a zone defense, not a man-to-man <laughs> defense. <laughs> so anyway, that's that Dad was away. While Dad was gone, I got braces. <laughs> not full-on. No, no, they're clear aligners. M- medieval braces. Um, I hate them. So I I had had braces briefly just on the top as a kid, and you had I, the the ones that were anchored into your teeth. Yeah, that were the silver, silver things. wires, right? Yeah, yeah, I sure did. Uh, for like nine months, and I but I had like headgear, the stuff <laughs> like the stuff that. Oh was the no, movies. really? I only had to wear it at night, and I honestly didn't wear it that oh, much. Oh my goodness, uh, sixteen candles, I think it's in there. Yeah, yeah, because I had kind oh, of an no. overbite. Um, d- not on the bottom, and. You know, just like the dental care I got as a kid, like my parents were great. Like we went to the dentist every six months, you know, they got this done. But I I think especially at the time where I grew up, which was, you know, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, the quality of the dental care was low. (laughs) All the fillings I got as a kid have had to be replaced. I've had to have some root canals because those fillings kind of failed. And, you know, then all kinds of bacteria get in under the fillings. It doesn't matter how much you brush your teeth. Didn't you go to a dentist that was a dentist for jail, and he and he the prison did dentist. better work than your, than your pediatric dentist? I, I mean, I only saw him <laughs> briefly. He was great. The prison dentist, yeah. Yeah, he was just fun to hang out with. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I have my bottom teeth are very crowded, and I've got one sort of crooked tooth down there. And cosmetically, like you don't notice it that much. Like when I smile, you don't really see my bottom teeth. But everything's really crammed in there. And I think, you know, I got grabbed by some Instagram ad or something for these aligners where you don't have to go into an orthodontist. So there's just like a flat fee. Um, if you're younger than me, like your insurance probably color- covers it if you have dental insurance. I'm too old. They don't cover it for me. Uh, <laughs> but you just like take your own impressions of your teeth and they send you a thing to take pictures of your teeth and you send it off. And there's like orthodontists who review it and they make a whole plan. And I got a box that's got like all of all 11 aligners. So it's only going to be five and a half months. It's like the more modern version of Invisalign, right? These are like. It's exactly like Invisalign. Pla- see-through plastic. Yeah. 
retainers that are, I mean, honestly, a little hard to see when you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exactly, I mean, Invisalign may have a, a kind of virtual, Ingo, stop that. Okay. No, he's like kicking guac in the head, which guac enjoys, <laughs> but is now getting <laughs> guac all up in our business, which all right, is guac, not what we take need. Take a nap. Okay, good. Uh, Off you go. Yeah, so anyway, I got them. I hate them. Ugh. I'm distracted by them all the time. It sucks. I mean, it's anything in your mouth, you want to like worry it with your tongue, right? Isn't that the, the oh, verb Oh, my mouth to worry? is like all yeah. beaten up now. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, yeah, you do get weird cuts in yeah. your like... Cheek like and l- you're definitely your tongue. I remember that. Yeah. I had I had Invisalign like what is it four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine they like put little they, you they little anchors glued on your teeth. little anchors like like on a climbing wall yeah. to my to the outside of my teeth because they were really yanking them around and, you, and your teeth them. were really crooked. <laughs> you had you had that one top <laughs> tooth that was like all pointing in the wrong direction. It was overlapping. That's that's what I like to say. It's overlapping. It was a snaggle tooth. It was fine. It's fine. It's better now. It's better it now. It's but they really had to yank my teeth around. So yeah. it I don't was have like any eighteen of months of of yours took a long time. And you do you do it like you put in a new one and it is very extreme and it yanks your teeth around for a few days and it kind of hurts because mm-hmm. your teeth are being pulled to, into new positions. And then after about a week or so, it stops hurting and the teeth kind of get used to it. And then you put in a new one that's yeah. also that repeats the process. So it's a whole thing is is a thing. And I was I think I was supposed to wear mine 22 hours a day or something. That's what they say. 22 hours a day, which is, I guess, leaves you time to eat and drink <laughs> you were very good about wearing yours yeah. i mean i don't know the number of hours but but you were pretty committed i mean i took them off at work sometimes when i felt real self-conscious when i was like whistling i mean lisping like lisping whistling while i was whistling while i was talking because i it didn't people told me it didn't sound like that that they might have been being nice but i felt like it which was yeah. bad yeah yeah anyway mine are from a place called candid so if you want to get them I'll send you a referral code. I think it gets you $250 off or something. They're not our sponsor. They're just like when I signed up, they're like, oh, hey, yeah. if your friends want it, like if they go through your link, like they get $250 off. And I don't know what, I don't know what the hell I get. I've already given them all my money. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, if you're after young, I've, your health insurance might pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dog updates. Remy was supposed to get his eyes examined today, but his blood sugar was too high when I talked with the ophthalmologist last week. And so she said we had to do blood glucose curves and get his glucose under control so his surgery has been canceled for next week and his examinations were canceled for today we took him to our vet to do a blood glucose curve she wanted the vet to do one and his blood sugar got down to 40 at one point (laughs) which is way lower than anyone should have that's right they had to break out some food to give to him um and that's because they found out that he has hypothyroid so he started on thyroid pills a week ago or so a little over a week ago and we thought maybe they would impact the blood sugar a little and the ophthalmologist was like you know i used to treat diabetic dogs and it shouldn't have too much of an impact but when we did a blood glucose curve right before he started the thyroid pills the lowest his blood sugar got was like 186 and today that was the highest and it was like 60 one time and 40 another time so now we actually have to decrease his insulin so his blood sugar does not get as low that's weird because uh brody's on the same thyroid medicine and we don't notice a difference with Brody I mean he's not diabetic of course because he's not diabetic that's why we don't know it's like it wasn't a dramatic pill for him right like it it just didn't change his status much and so I'm 
It's a real small pill. Real small. It is a very small pill. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Remy is not having eye surgery next week, um, but we'll have a. We are going to have another week that he's on this new insulin dose, and the thyroid will do a blood glucose curve if it looks okay. Then we'll have the vet do one. Then we'll do a urinalysis and blood work. And then if the ophthalmologist says it's okay, then he'll go in for the tests, and then he'll go in for the surgery. So we've added at least another month to the timeline. Yeah, but he's fixed. (laughs) He's fixed. It's good. Voods. I think I talked in the my solo podcast. I don't remember because it was only a five-minute podcast that we did an accidental experiment on Voods. I don't. We talked about it before the week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who missed it, my uh, yeah, that's right, we did. My brother had a golden with epilepsy who died this summer from the epilepsy, and uh, they sent us his medicine, and uh, so we've been giving that to Voods because it's expensive and they couldn't return it. And so we had been giving Boots his phenylbarbital, which it turned out was about two thirds of a dose. It was a, the pills look exactly the same. They look exactly the same, they do. (laughs) And so it was a slightly lower dose, which I realized after a week of giving it to him, but he'd been fine. And I was like, well, cool, (laughs) like less phenylbarbital is better. And so for probably three weeks now, we've been having him on the lower dose of phenylbarbital. And I actually emailed the vet and I was like, hey, we didn't mean to do this, but uh, he's been great, so we're going to lower his phenylbarbital. And today, he had two seizures. He had one in the morning and one in the afternoon. So just enough time for the phenylbarbital levels to drop below their therapeutic dose. Damn it. Uh, I mean, he's had blood work for a bunch of things since then, and every vet is like, just so you know, the phenylbarbital is at exactly the right therapeutic level for him. So the dose that he had been on previously, it looks on his blood work exactly like it should. Our hope was that he didn't need that much, but he clearly does. So Science. Ugh. So he's back up to the old dose. So, so much for that experiment. And yes, seizures are scary, and, and you just feel so bad for him. Yeah. So bad. He's got like the big grand mal seizures, so he screams like he's being tortured, and then he convulses. falls over and convulses. Like every he muscle can't is... Breathe. is Con- contracting at the same time, it looks like. It's oh, and he just shakes so, and so, he snaps his teeth. Yeah, it's so really bad. Terrible. Poor boy. Uh, Bit his tongue today. A little he did. Bit. Yeah. Oh. But then he comes out of it and he's fine. He's, happy. he's kind of like, ooh, you all smell kind of interesting. Hi. Like rediscovering the world, which is so scary. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that's Voods. Hops is still limping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it apparently takes four weeks for this thing to start working. We're on kind of week two. Her elbow definitely feels like it has a bigger lump now than it did before. And so I don't, we have an appointment for her to go to the vet next week to get that checked out. Um, But the thing with these elbow pads is that they have to wear them all the time because if they have them off at any point and then lay down, it can bump the thing and and set, set back all of the time that you have spent. So we could spend three weeks on it. She could lay down with them off one time and then we go back to have as if we have done nothing. So that means like dear dad got back yesterday. It means no swimming for hops while he was gone. She wandered in a couple times with her elbow pads on. And then I had to be really careful to like put towels under her while I was washing and drying her thing. But you know, it's basically, she's had to stay out of the water. She can't because if she lays down on her bad elbow now, it can undo all the work. And then we're just back to where she was. And I'm sure that's why she was doing better and then got worse like she probably bumped it on something um so it's just like extremely fragile so we got to be super careful about that um 
Yeah. And then, you know, if she's not better in a few weeks, we'll probably take her up to our orthopedic specialist who did worked on Voods and Vink and Queso and uh, see if they've got any other suggestions. That's right. Queso too. Yeah. Um, but Vink is good. Brody's good. Guac is good. Vink gets more and more shaved, but that's not, that's not <laughs> terrible. I think that's all the dog updates. Yeah. Everyone else is good. Excellent. Do you have a German word of the week? Yeah, are you going to do conch life? I mean, do your German word of the week first. Okay. So it's a phrase that I used to see in playgrounds all the time. It's called Eltern haften für ihre Kinder, which means parents are liable for your children. Parents are liable for their children. Oh. It took me a while to understand it. I think I had to ask my parents what it meant. But it means if your kids break something, the parents have to pay for it. Like it's a very legalese term, but it's all over Germany. Like in you know like playgrounds and and schools and i mean anywhere there might be kids i think oh and like department stores too i think it's basically a reminder or an, an instruction that parents maybe shouldn't need that you got to keep your kids in check god damn it pay mm-hmm. attention to your kids because they'll burn shit down or you know break things or steal stuff and the parents are liable so because germans are kind of like oh it this just happens like the kid will walk through a, like a glass window or something and break it. And the parents are like, huh, huh, weird. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's like they don't have any sense of responsibility for things. So, you know, this is the sign that was everywhere. That's a good one. It's a weird one. It's a kind of a How many one. words is it actually? Eltern, parents, haften, which was the, the part that I didn't understand as a kid. What's haften? It's to be liable for. Oh. Parents are liable for haften für ihre Kinder. Für ihre Kinder. For your kids. Yeah, so parents... For their kids. Parents are responsible for their children. Like, that's yeah. that's the, the the breakthrough concept, that parents are responsible for the actions of their children, which shouldn't need to be said, and I don't think it needs to be <laughs> said in America, where it's pretty much like, if your kid throws a baseball through my window, yeah. I assume that you're responsible for it. In Germany, it's like whoa weird (laughs) it didn't just happen it's like the parents negligence yeah interesting yeah okay there you go yeah uh taste of the keys this week is a 22 year old dude who got into a little road rage incident (laughs) he got passed and he got really mad about it because like i guess the guy passed him on the shoulder all the shoulders here are just gravel uh yeah i mean everything's just gravel so he got somebody passed him around the shoulder i think he was trying to turn or something and it kicked up some rocks that didn't apparently do any damage but it made him very angry and so he chased down the car uh oh no i'm sorry i'm mixing it up okay so there's a car driving it gets passed on the right Mm -hmm. when it gets passed on the right it kicks up some rocks the guy who is getting passed on the right gets pissed off and speeds up and chases down the guy who passed him on the right yeah and starts yelling at him and then the guy who passed on the right right the already aggressive guy pulls out a gun Nah, that's yep. a bad idea yep so so he's not the road ragey one necessarily i, I mean he's not that's the one kind of ragery too though he didn't chase a guy down he passed him on the right if you if we were in a car together i mean i usually drive but if we were in a car and somebody did something bitchy to you and you're you chased them down mm. You wouldn't like it. I'd put the car in neutral. 
while you were trying to oh i would i would let mm. you have it before you were 100 yards down the road you wouldn't like it. no no it's bad no uh yeah but anyway the guy who got chased down was like oh you want some <laughs> pull the he, gun out here's of. some yeah yeah uh, he got taken to jail. It was interesting because the guy who was being threatened yeah. by the other guy with the gun admitted or said the guy didn't point the gun at me. It's he did. interesting. Like yeah. it wasn't an aggravated charge, right? Was, I yeah. thought that was very honest. Like he just waved the gun around or he pulled it out to threaten me, but mm-hmm. he didn't point it at me. Yeah. Because that would have been like more. Yeah. More bad. I was going to talk about the 13 Cubans that came to a beach in Key West. Oh, it's just so sad. I know. This is how messed up the policy is, right? We're like, go... Move that mic a little bit off to the side here, Dad. Go Cuban protesters. Yeah. But there were like 13 Cubans who made a boat out of what looked like blue tarp and wood frame. Yeah. And made it the 90 miles of tough sailing from Very Cuba tough. to a beach, Higgs Beach in Key West. And then were, you know, detained, caught by the Coast Guard. And they're going to be brought back to Cuba. Like, what kind of... They did all that work, and then we just return them. It's just like, it's to a place that we kind of know is bad. It is so bad that they're willing to go 90 miles in a rickety boat. Yeah. Because some other Cubans just drowned, I think, trying to escape. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's sad. Sorry. That's it. Yeah, way to end the podcast on a downer note. Oh, I'm go. sorry. Waving a gun around is now happy. Compared I mean, to nobody got shot. Cubans. Or sent back to some place that they fled. <sighs> I guess one guy got sent got to, to jail, jail, but he got punished. He got to jail. For doing bullshit. For, for showing a gun that he had. I mean, I can see the misunderstanding there. All right. Well, anyway. that is our podcast for the week. We will not be podcasting from the couch next week, or maybe I will, and Jared Dad will have to sit in a chair. Maybe ever again. Um, it's the dog's fault, not mine. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. He's Jared Dad. Oh, this is way too much information. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just leave you it. You can you can tell people, and but they've probably figured it out already. I'm. <laughs> Dear Dad may have had three drinks with dinner and is now drinking a beer. How much of that beer is left? Not much based on the apparent weight from Lanier. I have a strong hand. It's it's mostly full still. Uh, I'm trying to kick it with my foot. There's nothing left in there. It's empty. <laughs> <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny these allegations. You are a good podcaster with several drinks in your system. Just not technically. <laughs> But, yeah, your technical skills go way down and your decision-making about when to engage the dogs around which wires deteriorate. Do you know, at some point, I'm going to take this microphone, swing it around like some kind of lariat. Uh, We had better end the podcast then. See see if it makes a whooshing noise. (laughs) (laughs) Put it away. (laughs) All right, well, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't swing anything on wires around unless they ask you. Nope, nope, it's a bad idea. (laughs) Bye. Bye.